Hi, and welcome to Conversation with a Chef. I'm Joe Ritty, and I love sharing with you the conversations I get to have with talented and passionate chefs. It's the backstory, if you will, to the food they're putting up. Today's chat is with Danielle Piras from Vaporetto, and soon Squid Ink in Bali. Ideally, I would have chatted to Danielle in Chenggu once he's there in April and working as head chef at Squid Ink, but, you know, Richmond's fine, really. But make a note of Squid Ink for your next trip to Bali because you'll be in, an, in excellent hands. Danielle was born in Sardinia, but his family moved to a little town near Venice when he was five years old, and he has many happy memories of eating delicious bowls of pasta with his friends. At 18, he came to Australia as a landscaper, but quickly gave that away for the kitchen, where he's worked his way up through the ranks and fortuitously landed in the kitchen of Aparetto, the Venetian eatery run by Greg Fick and friends. Perfect. Even more perfect is that Greg's opening a Balinesian, which is Balinese Venetian fusion, restaurant in Bali and taking Danielle with him. Living life like it's golden and well deserved, I say. Hi, Danielle. Thank you for coming and meeting me on this rainy day. Thank you. I'm really happy to meet you today. <laughs> um, so, I just I saw on the Squid Ink um, Instagram post about you and how you're going to be going over to Bali to take over from that. And I, I liked that um, Greg or whoever does the Instagram post gave a little profile on you. <laughs> yeah. So let's start back with um, back in the beginning. So you are originally from Sardinia, is that right? Yeah, I was born there. Yeah. Um, in 1991, but as my dad was in the army, I moved. Uh, up to Treviso, which yeah. is a little city close to Venice. Literally near Venice. Yeah, it's literally five minutes by train. It's yeah. really close. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And, um, and I, I read in, in that little blurb, there's a lot of information. And, um, and you started cooking with your mother and grandmother, is that? Yeah, they, they, they teach me a lot, obviously. Yeah. I learn a lot from them. Yeah. Because, you know, it's, it's traditional in Italy, like every weekend, like Saturday and Sunday the most. All the family get together and we all cook together. Yeah. So we always make fresh pasta, fresh sauce. It's about like 10, 12 people most of the time. So it's, it's, it's a bit of a mess in the kitchen, yeah. but it's really fun. Yeah. So I started from there and how, how, how to cook, pretty much. So they Sardinian recipes or where, where, what kind of... Because it's, it's different in every region, isn't it? So, yeah, it is. So what they were passing on to you was that more sort of there? Yeah, it was, was more Sardinian. Which is what? What kind of Well, food? Sardinian food is really poor. It's really, really poor. So lots it's of vegetables. Lots of vegetables, a lot of potatoes. So the best dish that I always will remember is this um, ricotta and potato ravioli with mint and just plain tomato sugar. With, with meat or mint? Mint. Mint, okay, yeah, wow. Well. Plain tomato soup and parmesan on top. It's my favorite dish. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So you often think about potatoes, I don't think, in Italian cooking, but that's, yeah. We use a lot of potato. Yeah. Even in Naples, they do a um, uh, potato pasta with um, smoked cheese. It's everywhere, in, in every region, you have a dish with potato. Oh, okay, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I suppose gnocchi is... Gnocchi is potato, potato, yeah. Potato, yeah, yeah, of course. And so when your family moved to Venice, it's a, um, a lot of the food is, um, is seafood or fish around that area? Is that in Sardinia? In, um, in Venice, when yeah. you moved there, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fish. Yeah. In Venice, it's most fish right. than, than the meat. Yeah. And it was, it was really nice because 
I grew up like I used to go to Venice a lot, at least every weekend with my friends, and we used to have the best fish there. Like for a plate of pasta, was eighty euros. Like fresh vongole with squid ink, eighty euros. So five minutes by train, have a really good bowl of pasta. It was it was it was really nice. Yeah. So did you always think you would be a chef? Not at all. <laughs> I was actually a <clears throat> a landscaper before I came to Australia. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I was totally different. And I was still cooking for, for, for my brother when we used to go home for a break, just cook a bowl of pasta and a bit of meat, but I was a landscaper, not a chef. I was just trying to make a link between landscaping and chefing, maybe the artistic nature. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, maybe I, I used to grow rosemary and basil and maybe help that. Yeah. <laughs> but there's not much connection. So what, what happened? What made you change career well i came in this country and as an italian person like from overseas it's hard to find a job like landscaper or another job so it was really easy to go into hospitality mm. that's why from there i was like you know what i might just start to go in the kitchen even if i never did it yeah. i was 18 so some people told me that i was a bit too late 18 yeah <laughs> i was like uh, well, yeah, and I, I, I never really studied, but I always cooked, so yeah, yeah. I was quite confident that I could have done it. Yeah. And from there, I just started cooking. I never yeah. got out of the kitchen. So you, you didn't do an apprenticeship, or a... I did. Uh, I studied for two years okay, at right. school in here, okay, in Melbourne. Yeah. But uh, because when I came at eighteen, I was in Sydney. Oh right. I started from Sydney. Yeah. And. When I came in Melbourne, I studied for two years cooking school. Okay. Is that William Anglis? Huh? William Anglis? Is that where you went? Um, no, I don't, I, this school is in the city. I don't remember the name. Yeah, right. Okay. It was, it was like four or five years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was quite a long time ago. Yeah. And, um, and where was your first job here in Melbourne? Uh, my first job was, was a little place called Pure Italian in Bowen with this um, Italian chef. It was... was it was really nice, it was quite challenging because the menu used to change every week and mm. was just written on a board, it was like eight or nine dishes. Mm. So we used to prepare everything fresh every day. Whenever we didn't use, we used to throw it mm. and make it again the day after. Wow. It was open breakfast and lunch, that's it. Okay, that's interesting, yeah. Yeah, it was quite, it was quite nice. I learned a lot from, from him. Yeah. Um, and when did you join Vaporetto? Joining Vaporetto, I think it was, wow, it's long, three and a half years ago, almost four. Wow. Yeah. So I went there just to, to help because a friend of mine that uh, has a restaurant in um, Glenfree Road, um, crew, know the place and know Greg. And I was looking for a little job to help and he sent me that. Obviously, I was like, even if, if I'm a kitchen hand, I don't mind, I just want to help. I'm just going to be more, uh, more, more cash. And Greg, when he heard that I was from Venice, he was like, no, no, you come in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. So I started in the kitchen. I still remember the first day that I worked with him. He put me on the grill and he had this huge rebuy as a special. And it was like, so you need to cook a medium rare. I was like, huge. I, I was like, okay, cook it, finish it, rest it. I took it, they carved it, 
they look to me as like this perfect. I wanted to have a job here. Uh-huh. I wanted to be a chef. So from there, I just moved with him. Yeah. Wow. Straight away. And <laughs> and um and and I love Vaporetto, and I've and I've written about it, and um and spoken to Greg, and I've read other people's reviews, and people really love it. Yeah. It, is it true to Venetian food from your point of view? Yeah, it's it's a bit more modern. Yeah. Because Venetian food is. It's it's really old and it's stuck to the basics. So Greg it changed a bit but in a good way. It's incorporating more 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 good new things yeah. that people like. Yeah. Yeah, he's a real thinker, isn't he, Greg? He's always um he's got lots of vision I think for, for me it's a crazy chef. It, the, the menu that he puts up is for me is amazing. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Yeah. So what's your role there now? At um, Vaporetto. Yeah. I'm a chef de partie. Yeah. Yeah. So you've learned a lot while being there. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Wow. A lot. So that's why I'm moving now to. They asked me to move to Bali as a head chef. How exciting! Know, Would I'm, you have ever ma- imagined that? No. Yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm actually really excited. Yeah. So it was it an easy thing to say yes to? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love. I love challenges. Yeah. And I need challenges in my life. So. Yeah. So I was reading um, what you and Greg, how you and Greg have described it. So you're opening a Balinesian place in yeah. in Bali. So um, and there's a lot of facets to that. So. Um, so it's a fusion of Balinese and Venetian yeah. food. So, what would that, what does that look like? What kind of dishes would people expect? Well, I reckon Balinese uh, in Bali you have a, a lot of spices, and in Venice you do have a lot of spices too. Mm. So, what like even the uh, crudo that we have, uh, vaporetto, we use chili jam, we use fennel pollen. So it's not just Venetian; it's going to be. A mix of both yeah. and incorporate both together because Venetian uh, cuisine is it's not really Italian I don't really find it Italian because if you go to Sardinia we will never think about using Stadanese on a pasta when in Bali they do yeah so it's Venetian cuisine is really similar to Asian that part of the world cuisine yeah we use curry on a pasta cinnamon it's it's amazing. Because it was on the spice route, is that right? Yeah. Venice, and that's yeah. why it has a lot of that sort of exotic. Exactly. Yeah, Marco right. Polo. Yeah. When he traveled to go up to China and Japan, and he brought up so many spices. Mm. Fascinating. Um, it's sort of interesting, isn't it, when you get, and when you, you take something into a different country as well. And, and the name itself, so Squid Ink, and Ink spelled with a C to sort of refer to incorporated, yeah. that's got an, an ethos behind it too, yeah. isn't it? So bringing people together. Bringing and, people together. Yeah. It's a lovely idea. I know. Well, working with Greg the last three and a half, four years, is his kitchen is a mix of people around the world. Mm. So in Vaporetto, my head chef is a Malaysian. My sous chef is French. Uh, another guy is from Tasmania, I'm from Italy. One is from Nepal, one is from India. So we all... When we do a special, it's it's amazing because you have a lot to share, mm. and it, it's it's beautiful. So, yeah. but I think squidding that's what the the means. Just incorporate every part of the world together and just work together, mix ideas, 
Yeah, how lovely. And I didn't realise that um, in Venice you use a lot of squid ink in yeah. the food. So in, in the pasta and in risotto, I suppose. And, risotto, pasta, yeah. so. And what does that do? Because it colours it, but it gives it a... It's like a saltiness or it's squid ink is quite salty. Yeah. And I find that a bit acidic as well sometimes. Okay. But it's quite salty. Like if you if you do a result a fish risotto with squid ink, you don't really need to put salt at the end that much because mm. it's it's really strong. Mm. It's quite strong. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting because I hadn't realised um I went um, with my partner, we were down at Queenscliff and I hadn't realised that on some of those jetties and piers by the water, because a lot of the Greek people here um, fish for squid, and a lot of the a lot of the wooden old wooden jetties and wharves and so on are covered with squid ink, and I've yeah. never noticed it before. It's a very it really stays, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's it's it stains a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you go in your chef jacket, you need to wash it quite a few times. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah. So, so maybe that speaks to maybe that has its own meaning for the name as well. Yeah. There to stay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Um, so you're stepping into the role of head chef. Yeah. And do you feel ready for that? Uh, I actually do. Yeah. Yeah, I do now. Yeah. I took it took quite a long time to be ready because it's it's not easy. But being a head chef is now I say like now being a, as a father, but you need to look after everyone and everyone in the kitchen has their own needs so yeah. you need to take one by one and just make everyone happy in yeah. their way so but I think I can yeah because it's not it's not just about food is it in that role it's well you've got to think about food cost and then you've got to think about you know the menu but then as you say you have to think about your staff, staff. and and also training and, and yeah. creating an environment and um, yeah, yeah. Um, bringing a team together, yeah. Yeah, but you said before you really like challenge, so I think that's yeah. obviously the next step for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I can't well, wait for it. Yeah, so when do you go? Well, we're working that out. Um, I think I'm going at the end of March, mm. maybe like the beginning of April. Yeah. But we're still, we're still deciding on that. I think the site is going to open mid-April or the end of April. Where, where is it in Bali? Changu. Uh, oh, so cool there. I know. Yeah. It's a place. We st- I'd never been to Bali before and I went um, a couple of years ago and we stayed in Seminyak and, um, and got on the back of motorbikes and went to Changu and I just wished that we had stayed there. It's yeah. the coolest part. I know. Changu <laughs> is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and although there's a lot going on there, I feel like it's a bit more, um, it's not quite as touristy, although it is, yeah. but it's not quite, it's not like Seminyak. It's not like Seminyak, Seminyak is really touristy. Yeah, how amazing, so you're going to be living over there, what a lifestyle choice. So you... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I come from an island, so I love, I love the sun. I need, I need sun, I need vitamin D to be honest. Yeah. And I'm not really getting that much here. No, no, well, no, not in Melbourne at the moment. No. Because no. even on the hot, like, we either have really super hot days and you yeah. can't go outside, or we have no. like cold rainy days and you yeah, can't exactly. go outside. Yeah. Mm. So, what is it about being a chef that you enjoy? Because it's hard work um, and often long hours and so on. But you've made that you made that change, and now you're really follow you're following it through, yeah. and you know obviously going up the ladder. So what is it about being a chef that keeps you there? Um, 
If you don't have passion, you can't be a chef. Mm. If you don't have, if you don't, if you don't wake up in the morning and say, "Oh, I'm really happy to go to work and do something good," you, you need you need passion to be a chef. Mm. That's why when people survive, even if they work seven days a week and they have passion, they they will never complain about it. Mm. You need passion. Yeah. Otherwise, you go nowhere. Yeah. Absolutely. And where do you get your inspiration? Are you someone who looks at Instagram? Do you have cookbooks? Is it from the people around you? Where are you getting your ideas and your, um, yeah, I suppose, inspiration? Yeah. Well, one that really inspired me was Greg with yeah. his menu. So he always, like, as, as I'm Venetian, he always asks me for translation and stuff. So I'm always there when he makes new menus and stuff. So I really get inspired by him and how to associate ingredients together plus you always buy me cookbooks and I always read cookbooks yeah have you got a favorite cookbook or a favorite chef apart from Greg <laughs> <laughs> well I know it sounds real maybe many many people wouldn't wouldn't like what I'm what I'm saying but I really um, I really like Gordon Ramsay <laughs> I knew you were gonna say he's, him. <laughs> a, he's a hard ass but yeah. He knows what he's doing. Mm. I mean, he has an empire, and he hasn't fallen yet, so yeah. he's doing something right. Yeah. And apart from um, Italian cuisine, do you, you know, do you go out and eat other people's food? And yeah, do yeah. You, do you like a wide range of things, or do you have other things? Do you have a particular? I like I like Spanish food. I really like Spanish food. Yeah. Like tapas sort of a situation. Mm. I love that. Mm. Nice. And what would be your advice for someone who is thinking about being a chef and coming into the industry? What would you tell them that they should do? Be passionate. Be passionate. <laughs> work, work hard. Mm. If you really want something, you need to work hard for it. Yeah. And learn from the other people as well. Because we work with a lot of different people in a kitchen and the only thing that you can do is just take everything and learn because everyone can inspire you no matter what mm. on what they do or what, what what they will do or what they can do so just work hard perfect thank you it's okay You've been listening to Conversation with a Chef. I'm Jo Ritty, and thank you so much for joining me today. If you'd like to read the full transcript of the conversation, you can go to www.conversationwithachef.com or follow me on Instagram so you'll always be up to date with the latest conversation.